This is Bruce Martin of Race Day. It's the home stretch of another exciting NTT IndyCar Series season, and Honda has played a major part in the success and excitement of 2019. From the thrilling performances of Alexander Rossi at Andretti Autosport and the legendary five-time NTT IndyCar Series champion Scott Dixon, along with the additions of exciting rookies Colton Herta, Felix Rosenquist, Santino Ferrucci, and Marcus Erickson, Honda has led the way in excitement in 2019. Those are just a few of the big-name drivers that have competed for Honda this season. Our next guest is another NTT IndyCar Series great. It's 2014 IndyCar Series champion and 2018 Indianapolis 500 winner Will Power, the winner of the ABC Supply 500 at Pocono Raceway on August 18. It was Power's third Pocono win in the last four years and the 36th NTT IndyCar Series victory of his career. Powers number 12 Verizon Chevrolet was in front 32 laps in the rain-shortened race that was called after 128 laps. I caught up with Power after the race to talk about that and other topics on today's Honda IndyCar Report. It's the Honda IndyCar Report today. We're pleased to be read by an old friend of the show. He hasn't been here in a while. It's Team Penske driver Will Power who won Sunday's ABC Supply 500 at Pocono Raceway. It was your third win at Pocono in the last four years. Rain shortened victory, but hey, it's still a victory, and you earned it. How did you do it? Um, yeah, it was it was a, a matter of I went to the back after that, that first incident because I had a cut tire, so we didn't want to take the risk. And, um, you know, I wasn't that unhappy about that. We could top off on fuel, sit back, save some fuel because it's, you know, very much a pit sequence race as far as getting track position. So that would give us five clear laps at the end of each stint on everyone else to, to make some uh, time up. And that's exactly what we did in the first stint, which put us out in second place because it fell yellow. So that would have helped in that sequence as well. And then we got caught the next stint going long with the yellow got stuck out which put us back to seventh but that still wasn't that bad um and was able to just sit back save fuel you know make a couple of passes sit back save fuel and then um, once my spotter said hey rain's about 20 minutes away i just went full rich and went for it and we had plenty of speed in hand all day there has to be something about the layout of Pocono Raceway that suits your driving style because you have won there three times in the last four years. What is it about that track? Um, I don't, yeah, I can't, I don't know. It really clicks with me. I, I enjoy it. It's obviously uh, three corners that are all different. It's very hard to get the car right. Trimming out, you get a benefit from so if you're willing to hang on to the car. So that, that always adds to speed, and that's what I did for that last stint. And, um, uh, yeah, I really, really enjoy super speedways and ovals in general. At the end of the race, with the rain coming, you had about a five-second gap on Scott Dixon. So you really had to feel good that that's a pretty good lead, yeah. especially on a super speedway, that not even a, a driver like Scott Dixon could catch him. Well, I was hoping to go keep going green, man, because I reckon we were going to pull a very big gap in that stint, and then we would have just... Two more stops, or I don't know if there's one more stop or two more stops, and 
um, would have been would have been I think a pretty straightforward race unless there was restarts. But uh, yeah, no. Once I was able to let go and go full full rich uh, with the fuel and everything, um, we had plenty of speed. After the race, you said one of the things that you did was midway through the year when you saw that the points championship had gotten away from you, that the focus then was just say, hey, I'm going for victories, get as many wins as I can between now and the end of the season. And how much of that has really helped you relax? Oh, you know, I have to say that I didn't relax until like two races ago. I just say, ah. I give up like almost like I'm not I didn't give up but like I'm not going to stress about this it's obviously not going to flow for me this year it's not going to happen for me and I'm just going to execute the best I can and that's what I did didn't you have a year like that about five or six years ago where you did the same thing and you got a lot of wins the second half of the year yeah, the very end of 13, it's, it's similar to that. Things just kept going wrong and, you know, mechanical issues, this and that. And finally, you know, I just, like, uh, gave up. And then I won, like, three of the last three, the last three races. And then um, actually the next year I won the championship. Conceivably, the same thing could happen this season because we're going to Gateway where you're the defending winner. And then we have other races going to Portland and finishing up at Laguna Seca Raceway. You're one of the few drivers that has raced on that track out of the current group of IndyCar drivers. So in some ways, that could conceivably happen in 2019. We we definitely could have a, you know, I'm confident I can have strong races in all the next three races. Obviously, you got two teammates in the game, so that's to be considered as far as, you know, helping them out when I can but it, you know the team never makes you give up a win but uh um yeah I, I actually haven't I've I tested at Laguna I didn't race there I wasn't one of the guys that raced there but um uh, I think that track's changed so much as far as grip level that you know I think it's like everyone going to a new track there's been a lot of speculation regarding Pocono Raceway, whether it'll be on the 2020 schedule or not. A lot of various factors. I thought the crowd attendance was up dramatically this past Sunday. But for the second year in a row, there was a massive crash at the start of the race. In a lot of ways, I don't see where that's the track's fault. Do you feel as a driver that the greatest safety measure that there is in racing is the person that sits behind the steering wheel? That's true. There's no question. Um, you know, I think it's it's up to the drivers, and ov- obviously the formula that the um, series mandates, which they're very much on top of these days to make it good racing, safer, and more about the driver. Um, but it just blows me away that on a 500 mile race that people can, you know, it's. I know. I understand. It's hard when you've got to run on someone, or it's an easy couple of positions. It's it's hard to sit back, but and you don't know if you watched the race from last year. It was pretty tough to pass, but this year is obviously a little easier. Um, yeah, I mean, it. It's definitely. It's de- there's just got to be a higher level of respect when you're racing on a super speedway. You just simply have to be willing to back out of a move that's almost you know if you're not almost a hundred percent that it's going to come off you just like my philosophy is i left unless there's 10 to go or something 
and even then you're you're very respectful of the speed and and the things that can happen at a super speedway so yeah it's man yeah it was i couldn't believe my ears when i heard that we were going yellow for another big crash in turn two um you know i thought after last year everyone would have just kind of chilled out but that's the circumstances that it was there was three cars it didn't seem to be anyone's really anyone's fault it's just three cars in tight in a tight spot and you know and and uh yeah it's just three cars too close together at a very high speed a 200 lap race you could probably understand that move if it was a lap 180 restart with 20 yeah. to go but yeah. With you know the very start of the race, that has to be a very big concern. And do you think we've reached a point in the series where some of the drivers need to be self-policing of each other? Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's just that's exactly right. And you look at the accident last year with uh, Hunter Ray and Wickens. I mean, same deal. If that was ten to go, Hunter Ray would have expected him to stay there, and Wickens would have expected Hunter Ray to stay there. But the first lap. It's a bit of there's a bit of uncertainty there, so someone's got to be willing to back out. Um, yeah, it's tough. It's tough. Uh, it's um, yeah, we're all out there racing, and it's really hard to get wins these days. And everyone's good, so it's tough to get positions. So people, um, you know, if they can get a, a position, they will. So yeah, yep. But it's definitely on the drivers to. Yeah, we all make bad decisions at times, but on a super speedway, I just really feel like you should be stepping back and thinking a lot more about it or, or being willing to back out. You know, Pajot and I were side by side heading there, and I was even a little ahead, and I just lifted because it's just like, let's prevent this way early. Halfway down the back straight, I said, yep, duck back in behind him. So what we're seeing is last lap moves being done on the first lap. Yeah, but it's the thing is the first lap is, is double file. Everyone's packed up. That's it's not. I don't see it as anyone's really anyone's fault there. It's just unfortunate, you know. It's kind of feel bad for Pocono. These accidents have happened. Um, it, it's not. You know, I wouldn't have said that that accident was over overly aggressive driving. It wasn't. There was three guys going straight that just were too close together. We're going to Gateway Saturday night, so as we prepare for the Bomberito Automotive Group 500, that's a short oval. You're going to be in traffic a lot that night, so how much of a different oval racing style does that take? Um, yep, typical short track racing. you you got to be able to get through the traffic. It's pretty tough there. It's just such a pity we can't open that second lane because it's there. The only reason it doesn't open is everyone just falls in line at the start and then, the, the, you know, the, 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 the inside line gets rubber, the outside line gets a, you know, the powdery kind of uh, uh, tire marbles, you could say, and, and it just totally destroys our lane. But if everyone went the second lane for the first, first half of the first stint or the first stint of the race, I mean, if people were using that, it would come in and you would have a fantastic race. It's, it's, uh, I don't know how we do it, whether we just mandate a practice where you can all go out and you can only run the second lane, but that's what needs to happen. That, too, is a track where we have seen drivers' tempers tested a little bit. I know last year, I believe you and Scott Dixon 
had a little bit of a disagreement after the race. The year before that, Simon Pagino and Joseph Newgarden bumped each other out of the way in the fight for the victory, and Simon was fairly upset about that. But, of course, everybody got over it. But what is it about that track that gets – is it the Saturday night under the lights, the intensity just amps up to a degree? It's the fact that it's really difficult to pass, so you have to be quite aggressive to pass. And, and and then, you know, you, there's always someone who's going to be the loser in that and get up in the marbles and all that sort of thing. So, um, yeah, yeah, we need to uh, – a multiple-lane short oval track, it, there's nothing better. You know, Iowa is a great example of that. It just creates great racing and know how we do it. But we can have great short oval racing if we can somehow create a second lane. How much of a burden was lifted off your shoulders with that victory Sunday? A massive burden. You know, I actually came into this year with you know, feeling really good, really fast, and just did not go my way no matter what happened. Um, some of that was self-inflicted too later in the year. But, uh, yeah, big relief. Stoked to get another win. And, of course, I'm already thinking ahead to get more. Early in your career, put the nickname on you, King of the Road, for IndyCar, because you won all the street and road course races. But for whatever reason, at that time, you couldn't win on the ovals. Now you've won more super speedway races than Elio Castroneves, and you have been turned into one of the best oval drivers of this generation. What is it that clicked for Will Power that made you such a good oval driver? Oh, just just experience, just experience. I've been doing it for a long time. Um, obviously, really enjoy it, and um, yeah, it's just just a, a discipline that takes time. Um, you know, it's not like a road course where you can run off on the grass to learn, you know, where the limit is. So it's just just all the all the laps and miles that I've done, um, as you know, you just keep keep improving all the time. And in many ways, it seems like the season began maybe a month ago. A month from now, the season will be over. How much does that surprise you to a degree that it's gone by that quickly? Yeah, it always does. The older you get, the faster everything seems to go. But um, um, I'll be glad when it's done. Um, you know, I love racing, but I just want to get back in a place where I can be a part of the championship and um, – yeah, looking forward to next year already, but certainly very focused on the next next three races. Like I said, the, these four races, the last four races before I went into it, I'm going to race like I will race next year. Team Penske driver, willpower driver, the number 12 Verizon Chevrolet, winner of the ABC Supply 500 Pocono Raceway. Congratulations on your win, and thank you for joining us today on the Honda IndyCar Report. Yeah, thanks, Bruce. Thanks for having me. Today's Honda IndyCar report was brought to you by Honda. With Scott Dixon's 2018 NTT IndyCar Series Championship, it gave Honda another title to celebrate. Four of Dixon's five IndyCar championships have come with Honda Power. It's also Honda's fifth IndyCar Series Championship in the past 10 seasons. And when Dixon isn't driving a Honda on the racetrack, he drives a Honda on the streets. Find out why winners like five-time IndyCar Series champion Scott Dixon choose Honda by checking out the tremendous line of Honda vehicles at Honda.com or by visiting your local Honda dealer.
And be sure to follow all the IndyCar action on the NTT IndyCar mobile app, including exclusive content from me, Bruce Martin, available for download now. So check it out in your app store.